Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. All right, rolling in. Bringing it in on two wheels today. Coming in hot. Ready like for the Post sh- Malone flight. <laughs> I still don't even know who Post Malone is, and I don't really care. I mean, if he's local and people know him here personally, great. God bless him. I've never heard of him, never heard a song, never seen a picture. I don't I don't get any of it. So a Post Malone reference goes right over the head of this old white person, and somebody's going to either have to coach me up or stop the references because uh, they're falling flat. We've got a lot to burn on today, not the least of which is that Polly is somehow fraudulently once again named Employee of the Month here. I just cannot wrap my brain around it. We're going to need a complete investigation of the voting, of the Russian hack criteria. It's just stupefying. I'm a Putin student. It's a complete insult to everybody else that works here and parks here and breathes here that uh, Polly could possibly and i understand that he was once an employee of the year which is even a whole different level that he could be employee of the month is a fraud to the hard-working men and women that are out there on the phones right now they're making business things are happening things actually are going smoothly they're on time rick diulio when has he won is he won he's won i hope so what's he do he's on every spot every time i come in here i see him Parading to the production room, cutting his stuff. Sounds good. He's incorporating other people here. They make stuff happen. It's on time. It's accurate. These are things that I really can't apply to your work product, Polly. This station runs flawlessly. <laughs> Does. I am the most deserving man on earth. For oh, this my God. Award. I think we're going to have to table that for the back end of the show, but I don't know if I can even focus on what needs to happen here because of my astonishment. The trophy out there with your your name on it. Padre's logo. Padre logo. It's kind of bedazzled. I didn't just win. I cleaned house. That's, I, that's what I – is Jordan able to come out and address the voting? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I think you, we may – Here, kill tonight. We may have kill to do job. that. Yeah, we'll do that uh, maybe at the end of the show. We got Don Munson, our Clemson counterpart, to come on and talk about the entire uh, – fiasco that it is there with uh, the quarterback situation came in from uh, spoke at the Newark New York Rotary Club at lunch today so I was uh, pedal to the metal on the way back. Pastor Smallsville on the way there? uh, Phelps. Phelps. (laughs) Yeah you got to go through Phelps uh, to get suburban Phelps is Newark or Lions you know Jim Beheim's hometown so the good people of Phelps we got to get into that uh, Q&A they had read my bio, and one of the things says, you know, helps uh, you know NBA players get into television so that I make some crack about, well, usually they come here and they learn that television is more work than they care to put in, and it's not the money that they're used to, so they don't bother. Okay, any questions? First question. Well, what makes television so hard anyway? Next question. I saw Rick Pitino was in town. Can he be our next coach? Next question. Can he be our next coach? That's yeah. a legit question? Yeah. 
Next question. Wow. Uh, why does the Carrier Dome not have air conditioning? It's named by Carrier. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard that one before. Next question. So that's the kind of day I'm having. Then I get here, and the buzz is Polly is Employee of the Month. Which you just can't Why does that put into words, although I guess it's my job. Um, the estimation that I have for the job that Polly does versus what it must be that other people have for the job that Polly does, the gap is so significant. And that there must be at least multiple people voting. Now, I want to roll back the clock a couple of days. Polly's so good at his job that a couple of days on the air in this same room, in the room, he says, Congratulations to Jordan, who's employee of the month. That was actually said. It was true that it was said. Turn his microphone on, Paul. It is on. All right. oh, he's on four. Sorry. He's got three okay, in front see? Of his, he's got three right in front of his face. Well, they go, you're on one. I'm on two. It's marked here, two. Three is pointing to no one in no particular. One. We're not miking Jordan's shoulder. Four is the one in front of Jordan. Four. So that's how we're going to hear Jordan. So you said on the air the other day, Jordan is employee of the month. Congratulations. I didn't, that is so I news. come in. Fake news. You absolutely said it. Daniel Jordan Baldwin said it, and I didn't read the he. I could. Daniel Baldwin said Jordan won Employee of the Month, so I congratulated him on the air. So did I. Well, I then congratulated <laughs> him in the hallway. He said, "I don't know what you're talking about." Polly ran with that. All that's happening is I collect the nominations. I, I the was votes. I was told on the air, breaking news: Jordan was Employee of the Month. I congratulated. By the way, that him. had to be today's the twenty. Uh, Seventh, so that had to be like the twenty third or fourth. Yeah, was Jordan Monday, had it? sent out an email saying we need to get our votes in for Employee of the Month, and Daniel Baldwin went on the air and said Jordan is Employee of the Month. So why I, would I? Why would I? First off, why would I announce does Daniel my own get Galaxy emails? Yes, he does. He gets them. Yeah, I, I don't know why he thought that I won it. Why would I send out my own? You know, saying hey, which I is what you said you know? to me when I congratulate. <laughs> now, you must be able to. Be nominated, even though you're the one I, I collecting. Won. Okay, he's won, uh, save him. he's won twice. Well, there's only 18 people that work here. Eventually, yeah. you plus know. Utica, you got people in Utica okay. too. So it but expands. So let's get into quickly, and I don't want to spend the whole first segment. Well, maybe we will. What the heck? <laughs> Hold football, on, I'm updating football, your football, I'm, I'm updating your Wikipedia page right now. Works with Polly Sibilia, yeah, employee, employee of the, of the month. month. Right. The two-time that, so, winner. So ne- next time I speak at a Rotary Club, they'll ask me about that. What's it like working with Polly? So. How many votes did you receive total? Uh, four. No, four no, vo- no, no, no. Four or five. Four no, people no. actually All voted? All together. How many people voted? Oh, man. This year, this month was was a lot this month. All together, we probably had, I mean, the 20s. 20-some votes. So it, now are these just names? Is there any sort of substantiation for the vote? No, people, you just, you just put a name in. You write down what why you think this person won. So that means, so Polly, by winning by four, then you didn't, there was no landslide. I thought you were trying to tell. It wasn't like, was it four to one, 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 one times 20? No, he's actually, um, there was, it was actually a close call. So it was three other people. Actually, Joe Salzone was one. Oh my God. Uh, Bender, Alex Kong was another one. Uh And then Polly pulled away at the end. Pulled away like there was a ballot stuffing situation? We were kind of just going through the box. So could you... Without giving away any Russian of the, the uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers, you know, <laughs> deal here you're doing, can you put in anecdotal evidence? Was there any substantiation? Like, the, Polly gets my vote because w- w- were any of those accurate? Or uh, well, one was uh, 
as this person quoted, he works with high profiles radio personalities. That was a good one. Um, well, time out. First, <laughs> time out. First of all, does he? Number one. Number two, who are we calling that? Daniel and you. Have, I, I think I won having to deal with you and Daniel on a daily basis. Get out of here. <laughs> deal with part timers. Another one. Oh, that's a that's enough to drive you up a wall, as an old person would say. I just I need more evidence, and I'm completely blown away. I want to I recount. I didn't see you here on Sunday working when I was here. Well, I'm working on Sunday. <laughs> I was in here helping people get the bills on the air. Uh-huh. I haven't had a day off in forever. Uh-huh. Welcome to my world, part. That was yeah, one of the votes. River. What? That was one, never, never, no days off. Says who? The voters. I think it's a big scam. <laughs> How the hell is it a scam? You have zero idea what I do around here. You come in with your highfalutin attitude. Uh-huh. Your Big celebrity walk. <laughs> right, right. And I have to deal that's with just, That's just my orthotics. <laughs> I have to deal with, with I have the something egos in my shoe. of the great Daniel Baldwin and mm-hmm. Matt Park. Mm-hmm. And Brent Axe. Seth Goldberg. Yep. Oh. So, who's under you? What do you mean? Like Seth, who reports to Polly? Everybody at ESPN. ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Syracuse, Syracuse yeah. yeah. Everybody here? Yeah, everybody that works for ESPN, yes. Okay. <laughs> I got to find, like, are the Russians behind this or... There's already a resist movement <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in yeah, the good. office. So. Yeah. Well, we don't have to recognize... Not my employee nope. of the month signs already yeah. up. Yeah, right. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Julio's already in hiding, so... Yeah. You know, Rick's already protesting. Well, get us, get us some of those posters, Jordan. You got it. So... Can you ballpark the number of votes he got? So if twenty, let's say there were twenty-five submissions, mm-hmm. can I be impeached? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what's it going to take? Three quarters? Because uh, I think we probably could come up with you know three quarters of the votes that he got. True. If we, uh, I'd guess. If I remember, it was it's probably it's probably five total. Why can't you just be happy for me? Why? I, I could. I could. I mean, <laughs> I, I suppose I mean, I'm. I suppose I'm happy for you. Doesn't say much. What, what does it come? Does it come with anything other? That's that is day a tremendous off, trophy. Day off, day off. Uh, day off, a trophy that lights up so and flashes. So like he a gets, day off for you to do it. To do a twelve-hour drive to South Carolina. You're gonna, you gonna bring that trophy with you to Clemson. Yeah, put it in the, <laughs> put in the passenger <laughs> seat. <laughs> Be like when the, when the basketball team wins a tournament on the road, they, it rides in the first seat. With like they the put Stanley a seatbelt around it. I bring it everywhere. I'll yeah. sleep with it tonight. You can't drink out of it. It's a it's pointed. It's an obelisk. All right, I don't want to delay anything further. All We're right. going to get to a real professional, Don Munson of Clemson, when we come back. We'll hopefully get to the full investigation of this, if not today, another day. Back with more in the booth, whatever the name of the show is. If Polly told me what the sponsorship is, I would tell you. Marriott Syracuse downtown. Back in a moment. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. In the Booth on ESPN Radio Syracuse and Utica. Last show of the week, headed on the road to Clemson for the noon game Saturday, so no show tomorrow. And uh, looking forward to the matchup, two four and O teams this weekend. Program brought to you by Marriott Syracuse downtown. Want to welcome in Don Munson, our Clemson counterpart. Don, how are you? I'm good, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you being able to do it. Uh, you know, we started with the the week. I should have known something was up when uh, Debo, <laughs> Debo Sweeney, who has been very gracious with his time and he's a class act over the years. He's always been. Uh, you know, the highest profile coaches, maybe they don't respond when you ask uh, for an interview, but Coach Sweeney's always done it. It's always been great. 
and I got a uh, respectful stiff arm on the the weekend, and it then clicked uh, later in the week that maybe uh, this was not an ordinary week in Clemson football, and um, maybe you can take us through the timeline a little bit here with, with the quarterback change. Uh, well, I guess it. Uh, I'm you know coming out of the Georgia Tech game. Obviously, all of us knew. Okay, here here is uh, game four, and in this new. Uh, era in which we live in in college football, the transfer rule, uh, you know, all of a sudden, I think maybe it was in the back of people's minds, but I don't know that anybody really believed that it was, that this was going to happen. Uh, so, um, so, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, I, you know, be perfectly honest with you, I thought played better than Kelly in the Georgia Tech game. And I think that probably stats will back that up and just, just looking at it. Um, and then I think that coach just was kind of thinking through his mind, all right, what, what do I need to do best for the, the kid as opposed to what's best for the program? And Monday, Kelly Bryant shows up. Uh, he goes through team meeting. He goes through um, position meetings, uh, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And then coach, you know, decided, all right, I'm going to give you the day off because it's, you know, I understand they didn't, they didn't get that chance to really meet face-to-face till that Monday afternoon. And then Tuesday, Kelly comes back in, goes through position meetings, or goes through team meeting, position meetings again, but didn't show up on the field for, for practice. And so Coach sent, sent somebody in to go look for him and didn't find him. And then later that, later that night, I guess, is when they finally communicated and uh, what was going to happen and what was going to go on. And so that's where we stand right now. In terms of the the change was what communicated. So I guess what I was trying to find out is, you know, we, we this is an unintended consequence of the rule. This is not really what it was meant to do. But if things were going to change as far as Kelly Bryant's future with the program, that four games is the line of demarcation. If he's going to be eligible to play somewhere else, he he would be ineligible if he played this weekend or any further. And so at first I wondered was Dabo basically opening the door, giving him the window to move on, knowing that. But then at the same time, if you hear his comments talking about really kind of being disappointed that he's supportive of Kelly Bryant, but disappointed that this is the decision he's made to move on. So uh, I was kind of wondering a little bit about Coach's grand plan. I think the more you you dig in, Kelly Bryant's very accomplished. He's 16-2 and as a starting quarterback with one of those uh, losses coming here at the Dome. He's won a lot of games. He's moved the football a lot of yards. The other thing I think you take out of it is if they're going to move on from him, Trevor Lawrence must be the real deal. Well, Trevor is the real deal, uh, and you'll get to see that up close and personal on Saturday. You know, the the other thing is is that the – the communication of the change had been made by Brandon Streeter, the quarterback coach, to Kelly on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that 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 communication happened. Uh, so uh, they are now the head coach didn't get a chance to talk one just because of the way classes run here at Clemson and uh, uh, something a Sunday commit commitment I think the coach had. Uh, but so he didn't get he didn't get a chance to actually talk to Kelly until Monday afternoon. Um, but you know it. You're right. Is this the unintended consequence? Yes. But is this also going to be what we see in college football from time to time? Yes. Uh, I think that's that's absolutely a part of it. You know, and, and all these coaches, why I think they they love the the fact that they can play their kids four games and then redshirt them. Uh, and I've I've said this from the beginning, and I'll continue to say this. This is 
I think this is just a step into us going to kids having five years of eligibility. I believe that's where we're headed. And to be perfectly honest with you, I, I think that's exactly uh, where we're going to head it. And this is just a just a step there. And and you hate to see this happen, but Kelly's doing what he thinks is best for him. And nobody can argue with that. Nobody can argue with it. Is it what's best for the Clemson football program? Heck no. Clemson's a better program with Kelly Bryant here. Because, uh, you know, it's my, it was of my opinion that whether Trevor starts every other game from here on out, at some point in time, you could try it or win a football game. Uh, so now that that's gone, and that's gone away, which means it's next man up, which is Chase Bryce, who has to uh, now be the, the backup quarterback. And, you know, they got to grow him up quickly now and then get him, get him going. So, you know, Saturday will be a day really to try to, for Clemson football to put it behind them and move forward. Saturday's got to be a, a move forward, Dale, and just can't let it linger. Just, just can't let it linger. Got, got to get beyond it and move along. Visiting with uh, Don Munson, play-by-play voice of Clemson football. It's the Orange and Tigers Saturday at noon. And I think this decision sent both coaching staffs scurrying. You know, they're, they're both worked to the bone to begin with. And from a Syracuse perspective, they'll say, well, we fully anticipated that both of these quarterbacks were going to play in Saturday's game. Now, obviously. Oh, and both were. Right. I mean, absolutely. Both were going to play. And now Saturday. Kelly Bryan obviously is not. And then for Clemson, as you point out, well, now it's the real deal. And I don't care how talented you are as a true freshman, you're still a true freshman and need to be coached up to perform and, and Syracuse has gotten better and the pass rush is good, et cetera. And now their backup is again, a very highly recruited state champion and the whole deal. That's what uh, Clemson has up and down the, the roster. But Chase Bryce is now one play away from, from maybe being the guy. Lawrence has been very good for the most part this year, Don. Uh, the stats are great. Obviously he's completed nine touchdown passes, two picks. He's completing 65% of his throws. I know he's the top recruit in the country and all of that. How take me through the Texas A and M game a little bit? How do you think he's handled the spotlight and and how well prepared is he if he's going to be the man for the bulk of the conference season? Well, I just let's start with how he's handled the spotlight first and foremost. He's handled it remarkably well. I mean, he's he's kind of just a natural. He's a very low key guy. Uh, nothing gets him too wild up. Nothing. You know, nothing gets him too high. Nothing gets him too low. Uh, he's he's very grounded. He's he's very much a faith based uh, young man. Uh, and uh, you'll you know you probably some have already seen that um, in some of the interviews and stuff that he is uh, that he's given. And that faith is very important to him. Um, but he is you know athletically he's just he's just a talented dude. Um, you know, coach Coach Sweeney said back uh, in the summer is kind of his first meetings with the um, with the media that. You know, somebody was asking, well, how does he compare to Deshaun Watson? And and Coach said, well, he's probably further along than Deshaun at this point in time, which is scary. I mean, that, that's that's scary good. Uh, if, you know, and and to be honest with you, I think he's kind of played like that. I mean, I was around here in 14 when Deshaun made his first start in his fourth game. Came out against North Carolina and zinged it all over the field and threw for six touchdowns uh, in, in that contest. Uh, you know, so... Trevor, even though he didn't get a start last week, he still throws for 183 and four touchdowns uh, and, and was just looked really, really good. The Texas A&M situation, I think, was really good for him. Uh, you know, they, they threw him out there to start the second half. They gave him the first couple of drives in the second half. It didn't work out, and that was where you needed the experience of, of Kelly Bryant, of somebody that had that kind of experience on the road in those situations underneath that 
underneath those lights that uh, could lead a team, you know, to what they needed to do. And that's exactly what Kelly did. Looking forward to really seeing how this plays out, and uh, I'm excited to see where Kelly Bryant lands. I mean, he, he's a guy that won a lot of football games at a very high level. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, sounds like he's incredibly impressive. He's coming off a, a game where he threw four touchdown passes against uh, Georgia Tech and uh, top recruit in the country and all kinds of good things. There are other players on the Clemson team. Uh, <laughs> the, the day, Don, that, uh, that, that the four defensive linemen – I, I, as I understand, it was kind of all at once. They said, "Yeah, we'll we'll come back. We'll try it again." What, was there a parade scheduled right then, or how, how did that work out? Well, it didn't quite all fall. You know, it, it kind of fell one domino at a time. Uh, Cleland was the first one to say he was coming back. Then Austin said he was coming back, and then there was actually a couple weeks span, maybe not that quite long, quite that long, but it, I want to say it maybe about ten days before Christian said that he was going to come back. Uh, so, you know, all of a sudden it, it fell into place. Dexter was coming back, you know, regardless, because he just wasn't eligible for the draft as of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and you look at what they've done through so far in the first four games, you know, they've, I think the teams have only attempted to want to say, uh, they, they've got 16 sacks in like 20% of the passes against against the team. I think that teams have, have attempted less than 70 passes against Clemson and already 66, got 16 sacks. 66 and, passes and uh, 16 sacks. That's Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a little, you know, that, and and three of those teams, oh, by the way, have been option teams. Uh, right. You know, so, I mean, it's just, it's it's a little scary from, from that standpoint. But I will tell you, Matt, the real story of this of this Clemson defense isn't isn't the front four. It's it's the depth on the defensive side of the ball. There are 11 starters, but they played all 72 players that Clemson took with them last week to Georgia Tech. I'm on, I've been on record saying this, too. There's going to be another two – I think there's another two ACC road games this year where Clemson's going to travel with 72, and they're going to play in excess of 62, 64 players. Wow. Uh, I mean, they're just that deep on both sides of the football, but particularly over on the defensive side of the ball and I mean they're and they're good. I mean all those kids can play. The I mean, three they're, they're backup three linebackers 40. are grad students. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have some, you know that you know there's there are a couple of grad students in it, but uh, but it's also if you look at the roster, a lot of it is just young talent. Mm-hmm. There's some freshmen, some redshirt freshmen, some redshirt sophomores, some true sophomores that are in there. I mean there's there's just some good young talent uh, that is there and and that's one of the reasons that Clemson plays so many players is that the long end of this thing, the goal obviously is to, the next goal is to win the division, win the state championship, win the ACC championship, win the last game. And part of the way that, that Coach Sweeney sees that and the staff sees that is that uh, we need to build depth game to game to game and keep playing these kids, giving them reps, giving them time. And, you know, by the time that we get to November, when what they call the championship phase of the season, and then everybody on both sides of football can be ready to go after this set. Dino Babers, the uh, Syracuse coach, remarked this week he would be just fine if Tanner Muse had something better to do on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> he is, yeah, Tanner, uh, Tanner's been really good back there at Stacy, but, you know. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait, the other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care anymore. The NBA has given fans... The option to now buy access to just the fourth quarter of an NBA game for a dollar ninety nine full games or are six ninety nine to buy. I'm all for it. At the NBA with uh, Adam Silver, he's 
progressive, thinks about things like this. And this is actually something that I would buy. Now, probably not quite like this, and this is not how I envisioned them doing it. This is one where you'd have to know the game is close or have it fall into your schedule appropriately at that time and then say, yeah, for two bucks, I'll watch the rest of the game. When I first heard that they were doing this, I thought maybe there would be a, you know, you've got an app and there's an alert maybe that the fourth game, it's now the fourth quarter of the Bulls-Celtics game, and then you could you would have a special channel that was kind of like a red zone situation that's just piping you that. I don't really consume the NBA during the regular season, but I'll watch any basketball game that's close. NBA games, 48 minutes, they really are long. The, the first quarter of any NBA game doesn't really hold my interest because I know there's a long way to go. I hope it's maybe close at the end. And then you know I'll watch the last couple of possessions of a college or pro basketball game really featuring anybody because you like to see that last shot drama and the potential things that could come out of it. So I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, this is not exactly how I thought that they would uh, package it, but I'm sure people will uh, take advantage of this. It's going to transition to it to buying like whatever quarter you want or a 10-minute span that you want, but for now they're just going to do the fourth quarter. You yeah, can, I don't you see can, people doing that yeah, unless they're yeah. gambling, you know, just sure. betting the first half. Just going to yeah. buy the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, I'll just do the second and then I'll tap out. Nuggets, uh, Jazz, second quarter, thanks. I uh, I like the last 30-second thing. The, sa- the fact that they're the same price, though, kind of. What's that? Do you pay? You pay the two- same amount so you can get – they'll send you a push notification, hey, this game's tied up with 30 seconds left to go. You can buy that, but it's the same amount as if buying the whole game. The whole quarter. The, yeah, so. Yeah, well, I mean, then they're trying to get you on the impulse of mm-hmm. just what I said. I mean, sure. yeah, you—that's what you want to watch. Is the last thirty seconds. I suppose if you're watching it on over-the-air television or on your cable, you didn't pay that much for it, and you can sit and enjoy the whole. But then you're in for the investment of finding out whether it comes down to one possession. But I, you know, I'm not invested in any given NBA team. But you know, if it was, I don't know, Spurs Rockets, it was close with thirty seconds to go. I would would watch, but I'm not going to go out of my way to do it or or set my schedule around it. After 45 years, the HBO has decided to drop boxing from its programming. Yeah, I don't know uh, what's going on there. I mean, boxing obviously has dropped in popularity, but my feeling is if HBO doesn't do it, who's going to? And I suppose that would be independent packagers are going to make pay-per-view or maybe ESPN will make more of a push now to put it on uh, free TV. But... um, yeah, I don't consume a lot of boxing. It doesn't in, impact me personally, but uh, for people that do and for the growth of the sport, that is, uh, that's a shame. Somebody's got to put it out there and support it. I know Ian, ESPN Plus has, has picked up a lot of the boxing, so that might be one of the reasons why uh, HBO has decided to get out of this programming. I didn't know they still carried boxing, so I guess Yeah, that's, I mean, they're big on the Alvarez and Triple G and all that stuff, but... Uh, you know, boxing—it's—it's it's sad has has uh, fallen off, and I'm not the only person to whom it doesn't have a, a ton of appeal. But uh, HBO is about dollars and cents, and all these businesses—they're—they're they're moving on. These both of these things are in the category of people understanding what they've got and trying to package it in the right way to uh, enhance their bottom line and their revenue uh, stream as best as possible. And so that's why they're moving on from it. And I know Showtime has been picking up a lot of these these pay per view things, so they've really. I think they had Mayweather, uh, McGregor. So, I mean, they've really been the ones picking up the bigger boxing and, and UFC fights recently. Well, there we go. So HBO really won't have 
any live sports, I wouldn't think. If they don't do that, there's not much for them no. to do, and they can uh, they do have other good sports programming. Certainly Hard Knocks gets a lot of attention, and I'm a big fan of HBO Real Sports, which is a uh, great show with a big budget, and so they can do that. But uh, the fact that I pay for whatever it is, 12 or $15 a month for HBO is, first of all, kind of embarrassing since I don't watch that much of it, but I that was not in any way because of boxing, so it won't be impacted at least uh, from my singular subscription maybe uh, some others uh it'll matter it uh, will matter so thank you tommy this, no problem. this forced me down the wormhole i had a google whether cinemax was still a thing and it apparently is well there you go figured you would have known that my friday nights have changed from the teen years to the <laughs> <Yeah>. 40s <laughs> That's right. you can join us by phone at 437-764-4315-437-7644 more to come in the booth on espn radio this is In the Booth with Matt Park. In the booth here on ESPN Radio, down the hall on TK99, John and Susan chronicling the Yankees absolutely destroying the Rays in Tampa 10 to nothing, and maybe adding to that, swinging a drive. It is high. It is far. It is gone. I'm not going to do the whole false Italian, yeah. but it was a Stantonian blast. That was... Really struck 11 nothing. Something, something, something. Home run Yeah, no Stiparlo. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Uh, the, uh, I listened to the start of this game driving back from uh, my friends in Newark, and it was just slightly out of the TK99 range. I, had, I could have gotten it, but I said, ah, let's try the other. So I listened to the Rays broadcast and – right until the Andujar home run. Then I clicked over to hear John, you know, just gushing and getting Miggy with it and all of his things to make it uh, four to nothing. It's now 11, nothing Luke Voigt. And well, I should have done the other part Stanton Homer. So that means they would have gone back to back and a belly to belly, which is a John Sterling call. Uh, on the drive out to Newark, I was listening to MLB network radio and just, we got to stop already. You have to give the Cy Young to Jacob DeGrom. You have to? I think you have to. Um, Max Scherzer is one of my favorite players in baseball. I would absolutely love to have Max Scherzer on my team. I think he's awesome. He's a great pitcher. He's a tremendous competitor. He's a community guy, family guy, team guy. Awesome. And he had a great year. Jacob DeGrom's earned run average is nearly a full run better than Scherzer. It's three quarters of a run better than the next best, Aaron Nola, who had a great year with the Phillies. Scherzer, you know, the if the edge that Scherzer has on DeGrom is strikeouts, well, you don't deserve extra credit for that. Strikeouts are a great way to make an out. They're exciting, and they limit anything else that the offense can do. Like, nothing good comes from an offensive strikeout on a ground out or sack fly or whatever they could they they're moving up runners that's the argument that's why a strikeout is great well that's already accounted for in this thing called runs scored and ERA and DeGrom didn't let anybody score if DeGrom had any run support at all he would have at least a reasonable record on a bad team and it wouldn't even be a debate the reason it's a debate is because DeGrom's record is unsightly the Nationals weren't that great this year either, but they were clearly better than the Mets. Scherzer won 18 games and DeGrom 10. But uh, I would be 
surprised and disappointed if DeGrom is not recognized for the season that he had with a tip of the cap to Scherzer, who is a multiple Cy Young winner and is awesome. I was going to ask you if you ever felt like the reliever in, in this Yankees race game right now, where oh, you just yeah. got to stay out there. Well, and keep, there was this one day where I came into the office and Paulie got named employee of the month. <laughs> that was kind of like, oh my God, just gave up another long ball. All right, no show tomorrow as we're traveling. Polly's driving through the night, and uh, we'll be back on Monday. Maybe working a little baseball talk on Monday after this Clemson game as well on ESPN Radio.